welcome to the Health Detected Podcast with Roberto Parker. Join strength and conditioning expert Roberto Parker as he shares his over 35 years of experience in training athletes and helping people achieve their fitness goals. Now here's your moderator, Chris Whiting, with Coach Roberto. Yay, all right. Hey, I'm going to risk sounding redundant, but welcome to the Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker. And this is a very special edition of the Health Detective Podcast where we are going to go over actual lab results of an actual person who is actually me. So this is going to be kind of fun. Um, Roberto, welcome to your podcast, as always. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's always fun to sit down with you. This is like the highlight of my week. And last episode, we talked about, in a general sense, lab results. So you go to your doctor, you get lab work done, and you talked about, you know, what that means. And and maybe just, just real quickly, Roberto, just recap for people, you know, what you're getting when you go to the doctor and what maybe you should be looking for in addition to that. Lab work in general is a snapshot of time as to how your body is responding. It's not always going to be permanent that way because... If you've gone to the doctor and you're stressed about something, it's going to throw skew some of mm-hmm. the results possibly. So what I do, I look for patterns. Uh-huh. I look for patterns over a period of months or years. Sometimes if, if you've got some serious health issues, you're not going to resolve it just by going to the doctor taking a few pills. If you really want to get to the crux of what's going on, it's going to take a while to reverse some of those symptomatic issues and find the true cause of the problem. It could be maybe simple as, man, I just got divorced, I just had bankruptcy, filed bankruptcy, and I've been eating like crap, and that has led to my blood pressure going up, my cholesterol being like crap, uh, my blood sugar's too high, but the doctor gives you pills for that, mm-hmm. which has other side effects. So but to wrap it up here in that area, lab work, the results and reference ranges vary from lab to lab and often state to state. So it's, it's, blows not, my mind. it's not always just in that same window, okay? Because a 200 cholesterol in one lab might be high, a 200 cholesterol in another lab might be within range. So, and that kind of brings us to what we're doing today. So I, in April, went and got a physical, my annual physical at my doctor. He sent me to do... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what all, a CBC, but just the general lab work that you would get done. And so the results came back, and I was a little high on the cholesterol. Um, and so he wanted to put me on a statin. So that made me come to you. But I guess what you're saying is maybe I was high in Missouri, but maybe in Mississippi I would have been fine. Possibly. Yeah. That I, I don't know every state's particular parameters, sure, but sure. Uh, that's a good, very good possibility because your cholesterol was uh, 203 mm-hmm. milligrams per deciliter, which from a functional perspective is a little bit high, but within a doctor's range is still a little high. Mm-hmm. What, the doc, what did the doctor tell you about that? Did he try to pitch on some drugs? He did. He actually okay. gave me a prescription for a statin, okay. which uh, I started taking. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to try and beat this by okay. being. Different. So that, that made me turn to you right. and say, hey, 
here's what happened with my latest lab. What do you suggest? And then you sent me for a different lab right. workup. Well, the lab that you did is called the lipoprotein particle. And we've talked about cholesterol, I believe, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. The thing about cholesterol is cholesterol is in every cell of your body. You need cholesterol for a healthy brain, for healthy bones, for well. healthy muscles, for everything. How the cells function. We need cholesterol. In fact, testosterone and estrogen and progesterone is 90% cholesterol. I did not know that. Absolutely. So if... If you're not getting enough good cholesterol via your dietary intake, mm -hmm. that can affect a few things in terms of hormone production. So you definitely you, de you definitely want to have good, healthy cholesterol. Now, if you have unhealthy cholesterol, that's a different story. You can have a cholesterol. I listened to this guy who's an expert in the holistic field, and this blew my mind when he said this. You could have a cholesterol of 300 and be healthy. Seriously? Absolutely. The first, most heart attack victims, I believe 50% of first-time heart attack victims have normal cholesterol readings. Normal. Wow. Okay? Now, that probably shocks a lot of people out there. It shocks don't this take, guy. Don't take my word for it, guys. Look it up. Do your own research out there. But 50% yeah. of first-time heart attack victims have normal cholesterol readings. It's not... It's not the quantity, it's the quality of those cholesterol particles. Cholesterol, let's break it down to the molecular aspect, the molecular structure. Um, on your lab work here, mm -hmm. there are small, medium, and large particle lipoproteins, okay, lipids. And, and is that, they're small, medium, and large with good cholesterol and small, medium, and large with no. bad cholesterol? No. Just, just small, medium, period. Okay. 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 Now. Having said that, small is bad, okay? Mm -hmm. Because the smaller particles, what happens is that, and you are very high on those. Oh, boy. You're, the reference range for that from a functional optimal perspective is here, 142 to 219. You're at 228, so you're a little bit high there. A little bit high on so the small cholesterol. Here's the thing about the smaller particles. They become trapped in the blood vessels. Mm -hmm. And when they become trapped, they they become oxidized. And mm -hmm. that's when they become inflamed. And that's what can lead to heart problems and heart disease and stroke and those sort of things. So, so that becomes the plaque that they talk about absolutely. in your heart? Okay, yes, yes. Gotcha. They become oxidized. And oxidation is not good because yeah. that's like leaving a hammer out all night in the weather and becomes rusted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, there's the medium size. You're high on that, too. Well, you're, shoot. You're at 330, and the, the max on that was 301. You're at 330. Darn it. So the large, now, now the large ones you want more of because those are less problematic of yeah. becoming trapped in the blood vessels. Okay. And Everybody wants the big ones. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yes, bigger is better. Yes, Chris. Darn it. Okay, now, here's the thing about the large ones. If you have the larger particles you're gonna be a lot less susceptible to having heart disease. So you might have a cholesterol reading of, let's say, 250, mm -hmm. which is, you know, most, doctor, right. most doctors look at that and say, wow, man, yeah. you better get on this drug. Yeah. But if, according to the lipoprotein particle test, your you're, you're small in number is really low, your medium is really low, but your large is high in number, you're gonna be a lot less susceptible to heart attack disease now take it a step further 
the main thing that I look at when I look at lipids on a lab report, I look at triglycerides. That is the big daddy. That is the best indicator right there of possible heart disease. Wow. And your tries are, are a little bit high here. Trusting for this microphone here. Okay, now your tries, your triglycerides were 150. Yes. And according to the optimal range, it should be no more than 80. And and this is something I want to point out. So you talked about this last time, how doctor's ranges are different than optimal Absolutely. ranges. My doctor's range showed 150 as the upper end of normal. Okay. I'll put that in quotes. Your range, when you looked at, at my, is much different. Absolutely. It's wow. about half that, isn't it? Yes. Half that. So what does that tell you? Once again, back to what we talked about in the other podcast, the best of the worst and the worst of the best. Mm-hmm. So you're you're right on that edge there of the best of the worst. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if that's if you're happy with that, that's fine. But like I said, I want to be compared to the best. Right. So you want to be optimally healthy because you want to have a good qualitative life. Absolutely. Because now the doctor's telling you, hey, Chris, get on the statin drugs. Let's try to get this down a little bit, right? Yeah. The problem with getting on statin drugs, it will lower your cholesterol. And what did I say that cholesterol manufactures? Hormones. Well, yeah. Hormones. Yeah. So if hormones. you're ta- if you're taking statin drugs, guess what that's gonna affect your, your sex life? Oh no, and not in a good way, I'm betting. Not in a good way, Big oh, Daddy. Shoot. Not in a good way. It Damn al- it. It can also lower your testosterone levels too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't need that. T- testosterone is made of what? Uh cholesterol. Cholesterol. Yeah. Yes. I'm learning from health detective. Absolutely. Yes. So people take that in mind out there. When you're taking this type of drugs, you're affecting sexual hormones of your body it can also lower antioxidants this thing called coq10 mm-hmm. and glutathione those are major major antioxidant properties within the body and so if your body is not making glutathione and coq10 like it should guess what you're going to have a lot more free radicals in the body which leads to inflammation which leads to more disease mm-hmm. what if your cholesterol was 250 but your triglycerides were only 70 then if my cholesterol particles were big enough, I'd probably be fine. You're right. So your triglycerides are low. Now, here's the thing about triglycerides. Yeah. Typically, a person who has high triglycerides has a hell of a time losing weight also. Because that is that is getting in the way of growth hormones. Uh-huh. Because you have too much fat in your blood circulating around. So that's also probably... We didn't take your insulin here, but I bet your, your insulin is probably high and did we do glucose was that on your i think i think um i sent you what my doctor had taken i think glucose was in there and you told me yeah. it was a little bit i think you're i think you're at about a 93 if i remember correct okay, okay. that sounds about right i think you're about a you're a plus 90 on that now according to the fdn optimal range glucose should be between 75 and 86 milligrams per deciliter so what i counsel people on is this keep your triglycerides at about 75 or lower if you can get them down there Uh keep your blood glucose which is your fasting glucose keep that at about a 75 or lower because that will help you take body fat off better that will increase your fat burning furnace okay and why now let's get into why your cholesterol and your triglycerides are high Okay. Oh boy. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Now, I look at uh I look at different things that can 
that can elevate these and I look for patterns and the most common occurring implication that I found was you could be possibly hypothyroid possibly okay maybe you're finding some sort of an infection but the most prevalent ones I found was you're consuming too much carbohydrates mm. uh, possibly borderline insulin resistant yeah I don't know uh, fatty liver and <laughs> there's a thing called uh, <laughs> Paul's laughing. <laughs> See, yeah. there, there's a thing called H. pylori, which is a uh, it's like a pathogen within the gut. Uh-huh. And so, now how can you how can you stabilize these things? Well, here are my recommendations to Chris Whiting: lower the booze intake. Oh man, I knew that was going to be at the top of the list, and I know it's the right thing. So it's just it's time. Okay, it's Lo- time. Lower the intake of grains, sugar, and or dairy. Okay. I would also recommend that you purchase digestive enzymes. I've done it. Okay, On good. your recommendation, I've right. started taking them. Because and and, like I talked about in the last podcast, the small intestines are responsible for digestion. Mm-hmm. And there's three compartments to the small intestines. There's the duodenum, there's the ileum, mm-hmm. and there's the jejunum. Okay, now those all lead to the large intestines. Now, what happens is that if you're not digesting food like you should, those that those food particles become pretty much like a toxic toxic waste right. in your body. Yep. And that's how an infection can start. Mm-hmm. And you can get things like diarrhea and constipation and those sort of things, too. So that's not a good thing. No. Okay. Had them both. Don't care for them. Right, right. And so uh, future lab work that I would recommend for you, just to take this a little bit further. Yeah. There's a thing called an adrenal profile in which we're going to measure your cortisol levels four times a day we spit in the tube and cortisol measures pretty much your stress levels throughout the day okay and it's, it's a saliva test so it's morning get out of bed midday around noon time mm-hmm. uh mid late afternoon and before you go to bed at night so four times a day and we send that to the lab and they send me the results and we're going to see a pattern your cortisol levels should be low no excuse me should be high in the morning and low in the evening mm-hmm. if like with some people for example a lot of people who are stressed out in life a lot they watch tv a lot they're in front of their screens a lot they they have full spectrum lighting in their house all night that can elevate cortisol levels at night you have a hard time going to sleep mm-hmm. and so at nighttime cortisol levels should drop and melatonin levels should elevate and melatonin as you know is a sleep hormone yes mainly made in the gut by the way. Again, it always 80, comes back to the it, gut. It comes back to the gut. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That Man, it's amazing. Okay, and another one is a pathogen test. That's a stool test. You're going to poop on a rag and send it in, Ooh. and we're going to see what kind of bug you have in you. Another one I'd recommend would be a complete thyroid panel mm-hmm. because a lot of times doctors will just take uh, the TSH, which is good, but we can go a little further and test your T3, T4, and see if you also have any thyroid antibodies okay. working against you. And the last one, well, there's two, Marshley, a food sensitivity test, and that will measure the type of foods that possibly you could be reacting to. Now, a food sensitivity is pretty much a low-grade uh, allergy. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, if I if I poke in the arm for one minute, that probably wouldn't hurt that much, right? Yeah, but if I poke you in the arm for eight hours, it's, it's going to leave a mark. It's going to leave a mark, and yeah. that's that's what food sensitivity will do. Uh, and the last one would be a uh, would be a uh, micronutrient test. Now, what that does, that's also a blood test. 
that will measure the micronutrients of the body if you're getting enough, such as uh, certain types of fat, such as vitamin A, B, C, D, E, and K, mm -hmm. uh, selenium, zinc, uh, all those things because those are more micro, but they're very important for the macro to function properly. So, you know, to wrap it up, I would say with you, you can reverse this. this it's very possible without doing yes. statin drugs. You can reverse it. It will take some work on your part. Yeah. Now, for example, if your cholesterol had been high and everything else had been within range, I wouldn't worry about it very much yeah. personally. But you're not. Okay. Wah, your, wah. your cholesterol is, is high. Your LDL is a little high. Your triglycerides are high. And according to the particle profile, that's a little bit out of balance too. So we got right. work, we got work to do. Right. So um, just to pull back the curtain a little bit for everybody. Obviously, Roberto sent me to get lab work done. We did a session already. We spent about an hour a couple of Saturdays ago talking right. through this. Right. Went over the recommendations that you mentioned. So what we're doing now is. I'm lowering my booze. I'm drastically reducing grains and sugar and dairy. Um, and I'm taking my digestive enzymes and my prebiotic. Um, and then in a couple of months, we're going to do this adrenal profile where I'm going to be right. spitting in the tube. So we're coming back. So going back to what you've said before, you know, labs are a snapshot of one point in time, but we're taking more of a strategic approach Absolutely. to measuring changing behaviors, measuring again, and seeing yep. where we're going, yes. um, which, I mean, it just makes common sense. That's much more healthy and is going to get you more where you want to go than just a one snapshot in time. Here, take some pills. Well, that's better. Well, it's better what we're doing because that's the thing about what I do versus what a medical doctor is going to do for you. Medical doctors are not going to take this time to really delve into your lifestyle to see what you're doing. Yeah. First of all, they probably don't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, doctors are business people. You know, they want to get you in and get you out of there. Sure. Prescribe a drug. If the drugs ain't working over a period of time, let's just cut it out. Yeah. The old ectomy. Yeah. So, you know, with working with a person like me, which is from a holistic perspective, I dwell more into behavior modification mm -hmm. and changing one's lifestyle. Yeah. That's really what it is, folks. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, it takes discipline. Yes. Is it hard work at times? Yes. Do you have to say no sometimes? Yes. Okay. But that's really what it takes unless you want to just keep doing drugs the rest of your life. Well, and medications. I've, I've heard this phrase several times in my life, and it really, I think, applies to how you work with people. What you recommend is simple, but it's not easy because no, it takes that willpower, that discipline, all of that. But, but if people are serious about getting healthy, they want to work with you what do they need to do they need to make a decision right mm -hmm. now okay is my convenience more important than my health because that's really what it comes down to we live in a very convenience oriented society mm -hmm. where everything is at our disposal we hardly have to even flex a muscle in our finger to do anything anymore right i mean we don't use our brain like we used to we don't use our bodies like we used to we have processed foods we have full spectrum lighting. We have all kinds of electronic devices we're looking at all day long. And that is why we have a hard time sleeping. That is why our guts are a mess. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying let's go back to the Stone Age. No, even though it wouldn't be bad at times, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't <laughs> mind that. But I'm not I'm realistic. I know we're not going to do that. Right. So let's just modify. Let's just let's just reduce a little bit of that. 
let's let's take it down to a level that's where you you can still function. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm all for a person uh, enjoying the fruits of their labor. Okay, that, that's fine. But walk a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, turn wow. off the turn off the TV at night. Don't stay up till two o'clock in the morning watching the reruns or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, or the Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Waste of time. <laughs> uh, so you know, there's just little things like that that can be done that can make a difference. Incorporate some exercise. Don't go overboard with it mm-hmm. because that can be stressful in and of itself. But just start incorporating some things, and that's where a person like me comes in because I can help you establish a program where most people are not knowledgeable how to manage that, how to design that, and how to navigate through that. And I'll vouch for you on that. You are very good with this holistic approach of exercise, activity, nutrition, what to do, what not to do. How can people get in touch with you if they want to start a program like that with you? Phone number is 816-405-7703. Email is rwpsports at yahoo.com. I can also work with you virtually via the internet so if you're living in miami florida australia or wherever i can still work with you so it's roberto parker worldwide reach out to this guy i know you're getting a lot from the health detective podcast you can get so much more by working with him one-on-one i'm living proof of that roberto thank you and we will talk to you next time on the health detective podcast thanks for listening to the health detective podcast with roberto parker You can contact Roberto at 816-405-7703 or by email at rwpsports at yahoo.com with any comment or question you may have. Join us next time for the Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker. The Health Detective Podcast with Roberto Parker has been a KCTK production produced by Roberto Parker, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavoda. All rights reserved. For more information and content, email us at kctkradio at gmail.com.